Upon the cover, the Apex City skyline reaches up to mirror the inverted golden city of Prospero Gaunt. Between the two, stars are beginning to peer out of the sky. The moon sits on the horizon, only now rising on Sentry Day. And hovering in the sky in a rough circle around the burning spire of the Infernus Tower are 13 axioms. Issue 54, Mutual Aid. City, where there is a floating golden inverted city hovering, some might say ominously, above the skyline. I'm sure everything is fine there. I would like to get to ground level with Darren and Jackie, since I, as I recall, the two of you uh, were heading towards the Infernus Tower to try and pick up the only demon expert you know who is probably still on this plane of existence and maybe friendly to you, that being Eric Infernus. Eric. Eric Infernus. Yeah. So as you approach the Infernus Tower, uh, there are two things that become apparent. First off, there is a pillar of fire surrounding the building. What type of hospital is this? This is not a hospital. This is the Infernus. This is the Infernus Tower. Oh, I thought you and your dad. I thought your dad and Eric were in the. No, hospital. Frederick was in the hospital. Spoiler alerts: Frederick's not in the hospital anymore. But Eric. Wait, what? Eric uh, was still in the Infernus Tower. You can't just drop that. I'm pretty sure I did. You don't, you don't know this. You don't know this. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, Infernus Tower. Yeah, so the Infernus Tower is, at this point in time, wreathed in flames. That's a joke for our Protean City listeners. But more importantly, there are probably a handful of demons out front that appear to be guarding the entrance. And standing behind them, with eyes uplifted and hands upraised to the city, is an eight-foot-tall creature with a big ruff that sort of looks like a sunflower and brassy, golden-looking skin. For our readers, this is Patalus, despite the fact that we just saw Patalus up in the city with William and Pyrrho. You've got basically two obstacles to getting into this tower, which is uh, where Eric is. So the question is, Jackie, Darren, what do you do? Okay, Jackie. Yeah. I need you to listen. I need you to listen to me. I'm listening. I need you to listen. This is very important because I know our our relationship might alter from what I'm about to suggest. I think we might need to call in Static Jacques for help. I think we might need backup. Is what <laughs> I. backup and the person you want to call is static jacques and copy's teen hero team they do have a name actually uh they are the copy cats oh my god okay but why are they that you listeners cannot see how hard i'm facepalming right would you now. would you like me to, to pull up the the actual acronym for this because it's an acronym <laughs> i'm sure it is i don't know if i want this I would like it. I'm sorry, you are not on the ground dealing with our problems. <laughs> you have no voice here. It's Kopi's Community Activism Teen Squad. The Kopi Cats. That sounds awesome. Right. Fantastic. I would like to suggest to Jackie. Jackie, this I, this might alter our friendship, but I think we need, may need to call for backup on this. I think we need to call on something more than ourselves. I think we need Static Jacques. I think we need to get the Killage people. We need to get Everyone. Detective Darren, uh, yeah, we need to assemble, and I'm not step on any copyright with any particular unnamed right. print media. I'm not trying to step on that, but we need to assemble. We need to assemble. And I think some we need to get. League. We do need to assemble some sort of <laughs> arrangement club consortium yes. society. Yeah, society super mm. friends. You could almost say quorum. Yeah, a quorum. We need to consolidate our resources. So that means everybody. That means, like, your friends, my friends. Unfortunately, Piero and William did not have friends, so we can't really <laughs> call on them. So yeah, call on our friends. <laughs> Luckily, we're the ones here, the ones with friends. Yeah, thankfully, we're the ones here with friends. <laughs> the, mushroom, the mushroom alien and the, the bear are the ones with friends in this world. Mm -hmm. I, I like it. I just want one panel of William and Piero 
uh, standing in the middle of this, like, golden hall. <laughs> Just looking confused. <laughs> While our voiceovers are going over. I feel like we should be offended right now, but I'm also having trouble arguing against the point. <laughs> like, that's that's pretty I, pretty solid. I have an entire... Brociples! Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah, true, we do have brociples. That's true. I take I take back what I said. I sincerely apologize. We need to consolidate the Killage people. We need the Teen Squad. We need the we need the Brociples. To be fair, you are going after my actual allies. Like, I'm just saying. Are I do really... have other people. You're just going to get them. That <laughs> no, was no, the no, whole no. assembly for. I want to pause really quick that you are addressing your brother as an ally. I think that's a really big moment for your character. That's, yeah. that's true. I, I, thought, yeah. I thought that was established. No, you've hated your brother's entire I time. I went to the moon no, to did, rescue did, his boyfriend. But this is the first time you have explicitly <laughs> called him an ally. Fair enough. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Put that in the books. My goodness. Scrapbook. That's going to be beautiful. Precious moments. I still feel like Precious I should be offended right now. March Why? 21st, 2021 at 1.24 p.m. William addressed Eric as an ally. Okay. So, uh, so yes. Darren, Jackie, you are... Uh, are you both on board with this we need backup plan yeah you know i think that makes sense uh it sounds better than my plan which was me fight a god alone (laughs) 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 i mean one of these is more anime than the other so You might just want to fight a god. I love I love both of these plans, but it seems like you're on board with getting some backup, and I'm cool with that. You know, I, I think we could get some backup to at least deal with the lesser demons. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't yeah. hurt. And then you could fight a god alone. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so, here's, so here's the panels I want to get, and here's how I want to do this. I would like each of you to give me, let's call it two characters, two NPCs, that you are approaching specifically. Uh, for help with this. Keeping in mind, we have seen some scenes of most of the Killage people still in Meister City, so getting them here would take time. Uh, some of them are pretty fast, but still. Let's let's just do one at a time. So Jackie, who is your first person that you're reaching out to? The first person I'm going to reach out to is Static Jock, who is uh, the leader of the Copycats. Nice. Because, you know, they're in town, and, you know, they, they don't, for some reason, they don't hate me. Could we have a, can we have that, can we have that as a panel scene, please? I want to see. We this. absolutely can. Uh, so I, so I think you call, you call Jacques and Jacques answers first ring. Uh, you can hear the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the sounds of fighting uh, in the background. It seems like yeah. Jacques and the cats might already be responding to the situation. I'm sure. But Jacques still seems pretty excited. Oh, hey, hey, Jackie. What, what's, what's up? What's up? <sighs> Hi, Jacques. It's it's Jackie. Do you remember that time when uh we were fighting in the, uh, the what's the name of a tunnel in Apex City? Uh, the Ross Tunnel. Yeah, and we th- it was just collapsing, and we we thought we were gonna die. And you were telling me about your darkest secrets. You know, we were having this you know end of the you know we thought we were gonna die moment. And you're like, you know, I really just wish that I could be a hero one day and save a- Apex City, Jacques. Uh, this, well, I have a chance for you. Seems like a weird time to be bringing this up. Uh, and then you kind of hear in the background. Bug on your left. It's a little busy over here. <clears throat> well, Jacques, that moment is now. I have an opportunity for you, and I need you to get to the Infernus Tower now. Oh, 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 oh. And I, and I think we get the panel of Jacques' face when you say, I need you. <laughs> like, yes. No one has ever needed static Jacques. <laughs> Maybe get in the background. No, your other left. No, your left. Y- yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be there. I'm counting on you, Jacques. Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, give me 10, 10, 15 minutes tops, we'll be there. 15 minutes might be optimistic, Jacques. Make it 20. And then I'm, then I'm gonna cut the line. <laughs> okay. Darren, who's the first person you're reaching out to? I... Shit, I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> I made that snarky comment about them having no friends as if Darren has any friends. <laughs> no friends. I have friends. You have a family. I have a family and that's not a friend. Um, I mean, you are ha- you are fairly close with Tony Rex Dakota. You did babysit that's Tony true. Rex's kids. I'm more close with his wife. Thank you so much for that suggestion. No problem. Uh, could I please phone call Tony, Mrs. Tony Rex Dakota? Cole, yes, you absolutely can. Cole, may I please call... Is she? Does she prefer Mrs. Ms. or uh, non-titled? Uh, you addressing? you have you have never heard uh, anything besides Cole. Okay, no senpai. 
Cole. I'm going to call Cole. So yeah, yeah, you get you get a couple rings, uh, and then you get an answer. Hello. Hello, Cole. This is Darren. Darren of ah! that's the name of my planet, by the way. Ah. Fifty some odd episodes in, we finally get a name. I was wondering if we've established this previously, or if you're just dropping this. I am dropping this for the first can time. Can you uh, can you say it again? Ah! Hot okay. Tips. Thank you so much. Uh, I am calling. First of all, how are you? I am in low Earth orbit, currently monitoring the situation. That is delightful to hear, and it sounds like a skill that you would specialize at. I am calling to ask if you would like to employ your skills in a similar venture, not in low orbit. Instead, on Earth's surface, near the Infernus Tower, which is the large tower that looks vaguely like a nightmare. (laughs) I am familiar with the Infernus Tower. What kind of assistance do you need? Uh, Of the physical nature, since we are uh, in conflict with approximately, quote-unquote, a handful, end quote, of demons and a approximately two-meter-tall being who looks vaguely deity-like. Hmm. I'll bring the family. Uh, and I think she disconnects. Nice. Yay! Second call-in, Jackie. I want to call Overclock. Heck yes. You pain in the butt. <laughs> Heck yes. Uh! Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. This is yes. this is what jeopardizes our friendship, right? Here. <laughs> this is what's jeopardizing our friendship. Oh wait, I should call TDOS. I was really wondering why you weren't calling your AI buddy, but yeah, no, what I could her AI body do right now? I mean, who knows? Anything? Who knows? That's up I know to exactly what I want TDOS to do. Okay, so you, you call TDOS. Okay. Yes, I want to call TDOS. Now, now this is the first time you've you've contacted T. You don't have your cybernetics anymore. That's true. So you're gonna have to go through your through your through your Phoenix watch to do this. Yeah, I'm going through my watch. Uh, and what happens is a little like like sine wave just eclipses the cheerful face of Phil the Phoenix, and you hear your smartwatch kind of beep a couple of tones at you. Oh, this is new. Yeah, hi T. It's uh, some stuff has happened. I don't have my my usual hookups anymore. So oh, sorry no. for the the unorthodox method. You know, things things are things are fine. But uh, I have a bit of a favor to ask you. You know, uh, considering that I owe you my freedom and my current lifestyle, yeah, absolutely. What's up? So I assume you still have connections with uh, some of the some some of Apex City's villains. I mean, villains is such a strong word. Well, you know what people would generally call villains. Anyway, yeah. What did you need? I need you to get every superpowered person or villain that you have connections to and send them to the Infernus Tower. Something is going down and we need all the backup we can get. So you need what, like a like a like an army? Something like that. You know, less regimented, you know, just just a bunch of people that uh, you know, might not want to see the world destroyed, you know, people like that. Okay. I can make that happen. Yeah. I mean, when when they get here, they'll they'll it'll be pretty obvious what they need to do. Oh, they'll be there. Uh, and I think the sine wave on your Phoenix watch curls upwards into a smile and then two little dots for eyes and then it flashes off. Oh, I love TDOS. <laughs> so yes, so yes, Darren, who is your second contact? LaRange. I would like to call LaRange. I'm sorry I'm not using the disciples, but they are humans and they're soft and squishy and have uh, intense limitations. I'm a little bit worried about You don't them. want humans just running through a wall of fire? Yeah, I bless them their joys but i am just they do it they i know they wouldn't i'd rather they not <laughs> <laughs> that's all okay I, I don't think you're gonna have any any trouble getting in contact with olivia mm-hmm. so she answers after a couple of rings oh hey darren how you how you doing uh and you can kind of hear like a concrete crunching sound in the background hello Laurent. it's always a joy to hear your voice how are you oh just just peachy just you know doing doing some street cleaning Oh, that sounds lovely and a great use of your resources. I would also like to employ your resources at a different location. I would like to suggest, I would like to propose Infernus Tower Besiegement. I think your resources would be most useful as we fight what I believe to be a minor god and a couple of demons. Well, that's heavy. So so, so you need what, like a, like a containment team or? Um, I think that your best judgment to who you think would be helpful to join me in my venture 
would be appreciated. Well, okay, I'll see what I can put together. What kind of, what kind of timeline are we working on here? Oh, the next ten minutes. Okay, so pretty quick then. If you wouldn't mind. Well, I will... If you're free. Oh, you know, you know, for you, uh, absolutely, absolutely. If you didn't have any other plans. <laughs> Thank Nothing you. really going on. Thank you so much, Larange. When this is over, I hope we can get some sludge water together. We can get we can get a milkshake or something. I'm sure it'll be great. Oh, I don't drink milk fluid, but I support your choices. <laughs> Righty, right, right, you are. Uh, okay. Well, I gotta get moving then. Thank you. Much appreciated. Bye, bye. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna hack a custom move a little bit. One of your desired subjects is just gonna get the thing done. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm gonna let you decide who that is. For the other one, we are going to roll a direct the brosciples. We're just gonna hack that move to to be your other call-in. So so let's start with Jackie. Which of your two call-ins do you want to just do the thing? Nope. No issues, no problems. I feel like the most interesting one is Tito's. <laughs> so T will succeed. T will succeed, no questions asked. In which case, for the copycats, I am going to need you to roll plus mundane. Oh, fun. Obviously, I'm so good at being mundane. Right? I feel like your mundane should have gone through the roof when you did this transformation. You are just a normal bear now. That is I so mean... mundane. <laughs> It's the most mundane. I rolled a 10 on the dice, and nice. I have zero mundanes. <laughs> nice. Are you angry? Oh. Uh, no, I'm not. Surprisingly. So on Surprisingly. A, uh, so on a hit, when when they come up, and I'll let you kind of think about this, because we're, we're going to get to this in just a sec, but on a hit, you're going to tell us how they give aid, support, or encouragement. Uh, you're going to take plus one forward, and an ally can clear a condition. Uh, on a 10+, plus, you can also clear one. So... Kobe cats are going to come in. They're going to clean house. Darren, of your two call-ins, which one do you want to just do the thing? The Dakota family. Fantastic. Uh, which means for uh, whatever Olivia is going to be putting together, I am going to need you to roll that plus mundane. I have an eight. Uh, so on a hit, when when they do show up, you're going to tell us how they give aid, support, or encouragement. So they are going to do something that will aid or support your endeavors, and you will take a plus one forward. And an ally gets a clear condition on that. So think about how those uh, those two specifically are going to aid when they show up. Your other two, I got plans for. <laughs> with that, let's move up to William and Piero. It has been a minute. When last we left off with you, William, you had dropped Piero a void chime. Uh, Ruby was starting to kind of come back into it. And William, Patalus has grabbed Balthazar who is now turning into a copper statue from the tips of Patalus's fingers outwards. Uh, your pop-pop is frozen in a metallic prison of his own body. See, I want to have sympathy for that. I, I do a little, but, like, he hasn't been great to me these past few issues. I mean, that's fair. He's, ha he's had a rough, uh, a rough couple of issues with you. What do you do? Talus is obviously otherwise distracted. We're in a incredibly long golden hall with, like, pillars, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's very um, swanky. Very ominous. Are there entrances? Exits? Probably. That I can see? Nope. <laughs> um, Okay. <laughs> So this hall just like like if I look behind me, it just like stretches on for yeah. You know how if you look up, you can't see the sky here. I also can't see the exit. Yep. So when I the the pillar that like Ruby is behind, are there just more pillars? Yeah. Just stretching on, seemingly into infinity. Yep. Okay. It's like being in a really weird three dimensional mirror hallway. Oh, so. I've got like the vague beginnings of a plan, but do I, I'm trying to think. Do I do I have any way to like subtly communicate with Piero? None of us have telepathy or anything super intelligent like that. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of like crouch down and pretend I'm checking on Piero, I guess, while this is going on and while Talis is distracted. Hey, uh, how you doing there, Piero? I I'm I'm feeling the love. <laughs> Great. Um, do I wait? Do I know that Ruby's here? Yeah. Yeah, okay. we, we have established that you have seen Ruby. How's Ruby doing? Uh, I don't know. She's all the way over there, and I'm here. Yeah, but I mean, like, the last time you... Whatever. Look, I, and I, I point to the void giant Piro is now hopefully subtly holding. You've seen me... You've seen that used before, right? Yeah. If we can use these, we might be able to take down this entire city. But we're going to need to do two things. One, 
All right, more like three things. One. Oh, that's too many. We need. <laughs> <laughs> two things, fine. Three, absolutely not. Out, out of the question. Um, Can you trim that three down to two? <laughs> we need to strike them all at the same time, and we need to spread out. Okay, that's to doable. maximize the damage. I've got three chimes. Will Ruby help us? I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I hope so, but honestly, perhaps she's just concussed, and that's why she's acting strangely. But uh, I digress. I here's uh, what's gonna happen then, and I'm gonna point to my watch. And I'm gonna say what what t- what time is it right now? Um, One forty nine. Not not in real life. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Uh, this is Sentry Day. It's in the evening. Let's say that it is seven fifty eight. Okay. At seven fifty eight. Okay. At eight ten. Exactly. We're going to strike these chimes. Eight. Wait. Eight ten. So twelve minutes. And I I check my wrist. Mm-hmm. My bare wrist with no watch because it's a mind watch. I'm sorry. I had to get that. In. Twelve minutes exactly. Okay. 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 All right. All we're right. gonna we're gonna strike these chimes, and I'm gonna hand uh, Piro a second chime, and I still have one for myself. I'm gonna stay here. You go one direction. Ruby goes the other. We strike them in twelve minutes. All right. Yeah. I'll try. I mean, we'll see. I have a question. Yee. Are chimes single use? No. Okay. Definitely not. Did anyone see what the Baroness put in the group chat? Yes, I did see that. No. <laughs> I'm sure that's fine. What's the worst that could happen? That seems hilarious. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I I have done some math. You could get up to four. I don't have that that I have on me currently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. I only have three of this year. So. I know how we can get up to more. Mm-hmm. I bet you, you do. do. It's very simple, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about it. What, what am I missing here? So, so let's so let's actually at this point ask Pio, yeah. what are you doing? I would like to charge my burn, please. <laughs> you can just make a new void chime. Go for it. Oh, Ooh, that's God. eleven plus nice. four. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So hold three. You don't have awesome. to mark any extra conditions for that. So uh, this is God. the perfect time to roll high on this. Uh, oh, and so. I think as you charge your burn here, I know normally we have you describe this. I actually want to um, step in for just a sec. Take it away. We see, uh, normally we see the image of your mask appear sort of in front of your face. This time we see it behind your face. So it's behind you and slightly above your head, almost halo-like, peering over the top of your head. I'm so into that. That's beautiful. And as you charge your burn, we get a panel over your shoulder of Ruby. And the the mask that she had originally been given, which has now, like yours, kind of crumbled, uh, begins to spectrally appear also behind her head. Aw, we're buddies. Twins. Love it. So what are you um, doing? So I would like to spend one to create, uh, to, do, to make a construct of a void chime. Uh, obviously. Just, you know, might as well just up that. Play okay. for play for keeps. Uh, so that normally costs one. And I don't think I want to animate it independently. So I would like to do that. Uh, so I think we see, like, in, in your other hand, just a slightly uh, glowy copy of this of this void chime. Wait, wait, I got, I got something for this. Mm-hmm. Void chime. Like, faux and void chime. Boy, it's too no, it's clunky. Never mind, scrap it. Get rid of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so we see that happening. What else are you doing? Oh, uh, okay. So we need to get them all in the same place and spread them out. So, can I like spend one burn to create a moat, like just around them, like stick them all in one box and then make it a smaller box? Then mail that box to yourself, and when it arrives, <laughs> smash it with a hammer. <laughs> I mean, that is how you, it's a chime, you just hit it with a hammer, like, that's, that works, yeah. If I understand William's plan correctly, you have four chimes and three people, and you want to spread them out so you can maximize the destruction. So you've, you've mimed a chime, now mime yourself, and animate it independently, and give the mimed chime to your mime self, and send okay, them yeah, in no, opposite direction. No, that is equally as confusing and just as great, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> There is so much that I am willing to watch go wrong with that situation. This will not end well, and I love it. Make okay. that happen. 
Okay. I am fully into this plan. Yes. I love this. This is such this a is, bad plan. This is fantastic. <laughs> such a bad plan. So you're have, not here. You don't get to comment. So, Just so like I don't get to comment yes, on you. Such so, a bad plan. So I'm not going to make you roll for any of that yet. So you 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 form your little void chime. You form your clone Pyro. You give clone Pyro your clone void chime. And I think at this point, Patalis has finished bronzing Balthazar in Furnace. God, wow. Ooh. I do have to ask, now Now that you, you do have a second here, what are you doing? Because you have this clone Pyro. If I understand correctly, you do need to spend your last burn to animate clone Pyro independently, should you choose to. Well, I guess I don't have to a- animate them independently. They could just stay in the one spot and I could go somewhere Yeah, else. but it still has to strike the chime at some point but three is enough anyway right? i mean yeah but it, what was the point in making the fourth if we're not going to use it i'm just asking it just, i'm just asking do you want to independently animate clone Piro? not right now okay is that because possible i think that is possible i think should you choose to do it later you certainly can uh but as it stands clone Piro is just going to kind of stand there and hold this chime maybe do like an idle animation now ruby at this point is kind of peering out from behind one of those pillars patalis has not seen her She's sort of watching what the two of you are, are doing. And at this point in time, we do have one spare void chime. So the question here for, for regular Pyro is, before Patalis wheels back around on William and Furnace, because that's what Patalis is going to do, do you want to get the hell out of here? I'm pretty close to William still, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't want to be close to him because I'm trying to listen to my friend's plan because I don't have a plan. Uh, so you I guess I... Ruby in on this plan. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I guess... I have to go over to Ruby because, A, I'm primarily concerned about her and what's going on with her little noggin and her everything, uh, and I'm worried about that. But, and two, yeah, I gotta do what William, William says to do. So I guess I'm running to Ruby. Ruby. So you get over to Ruby, and you can tell that she looks a little bit freaked out. She looks at you. What is going on here? <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure myself, but uh, we have a plan. And it's all going to be fine. And we're going to get out of here and take this uh, destruction device and let's split up. Wait, wait, what, what, what? Uh, I am going to need you to provoke someone. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, but I'm guilty too. All right, that's 11. Plus superior. Well, that's minus two. And then minus another two. (gasps) Now on the upside, (laughs) three is the most you can subtract. Minus three is the lowest you can go. (laughs) That is still an eight. Okay. <laughs> oh, dang it. Okay, that's fine. Oh, that's that is still hilarious. a success. Okay. All right. Well, all right. That's fine. It's a success. On a seven to nine, uh, they can instead choose an option off of this list. And yeah, I think I think the option that Ruby is going to take is that she's going to overreact. Uh, you do gain influence over Ruby. I think she grabs it and she's like, what do, what do you mean split up? What do you mean run away? This is... Where? Um, well, we gotta hit all of them with these, and I'm pointing at the little the little destruction machines that we got in our little hands. Uh, and we gotta hit them from, like, a lot of different angles. So I got another me over there, and he's got some, maybe more than one, I don't know. Uh, and now you have one, so we're all gonna hit him, and then we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna make, like, an eat scrape. And I think she looks at you for a sec, and there's just, like, a panel, like, a beat panel. And then I think she, like, just, like, blank face kind of, like, nods at you and just sprints. So she's just running off in a direction. Alright, well, I, that, it's fine. And with that, I would like to, before we resolve this, this whole William situation, I'd like to briefly get back down to the front of the Infernus Tower. So remember how you reactivated the Axiom 4 network? Yes. An Axiom 4 shows up in front of the Infernus Tower, and then a second, and then a third, and then like half a dozen, and then a full-on dozen. And they're just like encircling the tower, hovering vaguely ominously. And once about, once about, yeah, 12, 13 have showed up, they all stop, and as one, they turn inwards and dab. And your, and your phone, uh, your, your Phoenix watch, Jackie, beeps. And that little sine wave smile shows up again. Oh, thanks, T. <laughs> not bad, not bad. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I love T. It's fine. This is totally fine. Look, there's 13 axioms dabbing around the Infernus Tower. What more do you want? <laughs> 
this is also about the time that a silvery spacecraft uh, that looks very much like a 50s UFO kind of touches down in front of the Infernus Tower. It extends a ramp, and two kids, uh, Darren, that you know very well, excitedly jog outwards. Ty and Allie look so happy to be here. Uh, Once they're out, the ship crumples back down into a humanoid figure and sprouts long silvery hair. That is so cool. My my planet is eons behind her, behind <laughs> them, like eons behind them. They, they just turn into a spaceship. Yeah, they're exquisite. Dope. Yeah, that is that is so fucking cool. <laughs> Sorry, you can bleep that out if you want. Just like if I get one f bomb in this whole. You know what? Look, you podcast, get one. You get one. You get one. That was fucking rad. That was the only. That's the only one you had, apparently. I'm no, you've myself. had you've had more. I Shit. I tag all of I tag all of it, but. <laughs> But I'll, I'll keep that one especially in. Uh, so Cole puts a hand on each of her kids' shoulders and kind of walks the, the little family unit over to you. And I think uh, Allie and Ty kind of rush over and give you a hug uh, because they remember you fondly from, from your week together. Yeah, and since I still have my extra set of arms still sprouted from my chest, I Aww. get them extra. Aww. Aww. I love that. Yeah. Cole sort of looks to you. Now, you said you had need. Yes, I am hoping to organize a besiegement of that building. And I turn around and I point at the Infernus Tower with pillars of fire and demons and a demigod guarding it. And uh, Jackie, your phone kind of goes... Okay, reinforcements have arrived. What do you need? Yeah, there, there are still axioms dabbing ominously around the Infernus Tower, sure, but they haven't sure. moved since. There's no such thing as anyone dabbing ominously. Axiom manages. <laughs> Damn it. Axiom does everything ominously. I guess that's true, yeah. I have an idea. Basically, stay tuned for, for my instructions and that are forthcoming. Because I have an idea, but I need to run it past the group first. Okay. Let's jump into this, run your idea past the group, uh, and then we will put phase one into motion before phase two shows up. I think, first of all, we need to get rid of the pillar of fire. That is our first obstacle, is removing the barrier. One. Two, we need to preoccupy the deity immediately. I think Mm -hmm. we should go for him first, because I think that might be demoralizing slash distracting to the other demons if we go for the large guy first. Yes. Second... Then we address the smaller demons, but I think we really need to make our first hit really hard against the demon god deity thing. The big one. Our ultimate goal here is to get to Eric, right? Yes. So my suggestion is you leave this giant guy to me and Axioms here, me and T. We will distract him, all of our other reinforcements, you deal with the little demons to allow Darren time to get into the building and get Eric. Yes, that sounds like a great plan. Uh, And I think Cole at this point sort of nods. I can take care of the fire, at least briefly. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. We can at this point see the the Kopi cats straggling on in, led by Static Jacques. Likewise, we do see a couple of Kopi Humvees up the street, and I think... Uh, Olivia and maybe maybe a few other agents pop out of those. The way we're going to do this, you've got Cole, you've got T. They're just going to do what they're going to do. So Cole said that she can take care of this fire at least briefly, and she does. She steps forward and we get a panel of Cole extending one arm into this giant pillar of fire, and then she starts glowing and venting heat just super, super quickly. Within about a minute, there is probably a 20 foot hole in this wall of flame it's not the entire thing is not gone but you have an opening because she is just absorbing and venting heat that efficiently she's a fucking spaceship that's fair she's so cool what are you doing after that point i'm gonna go ahead and guess that punching a god demigod whatever this guy is is not within my power set do it I mean, that's up directly to you. Engage <laughs> directly okay, yeah. engage a threat. Directly engage. Let's 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 just get to the what are you actually doing? This and we'll is going to be we such cool panels. Yeah. Right. So so here's here's my thought. I pop my moment of truth. I'm gonna pull in these axioms that he has brought. I'm gonna merge them into myself. I'm gonna create <gasps> a giant bear exoskeleton, and I'm gonna go mano a mano with this giant deep demigod. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you're, you're, provided. I assume you're, you're relating this plan to T. 
Oh yes, yes. As we get a panel of you like talking into your into your Phoenix watch, uh, and then all of the dabbing axioms uh, do one reverse dab, uh, and then coalesce around you and begin merging and reforming into this giant bear exosuit. And I want to get the internal because if I may, yes, this is a bear mech. So we get Jackie in the pilot seat of the bear mech. And like the displays like all around her bare head. Is this like the dis- is this like the piloting area from like the Power Rangers where there's like a whole bunch of different colored stations and you're like <laughs> at one of the stations? <laughs> okay, either that or are you familiar with G Gundam? Yes. Yes. This that's feels what like I was Gundam to me. That's what I was that's what I was envisioning is like a G Gundam kind of thing. So, like, whatever Jackie is doing inside the suit, the suit is, like, mimicking on the outside. Yes, I was thinking Pacific Rim, because that's what I'm familiar with. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I love, so so Power Rangers, Pacific Rim, G Gundam, smash it all together. That's what we got. Yeah. I love this. if I've learned one thing from watching kaiju movies, it's when you have a giant baddie, you need a giant robot to fight it. Heck yes. And I want to say that you're giant robot, because Patalis is only, like, eight feet tall, you're big as a bear, so this thing is definitely bigger than Patalis. Oh yeah. So I am still gonna have you directly engage a threat though. Oh yeah. If you're yeah. if you're gonna go punch punch Patalis. Rip up a tree, use it as a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. There has got to be some kind of statue on the front steps or around the area of the Infernus Tower of like Frederick Infernus or or maybe a uh a bronze like statue a, of Balthazar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a top hat and like his full circus getup. And like you just need to take that and just whack him with it. Yes. But hey, this because is, this he is just created a bronze statue of Balthazar. Right. Hitting no, him it. with the same statue yes. is that I love that. <laughs> So that, I, okay, no, this is great. Uh, so I'm going to ask you one question before we resolve that role. Are you just ha- like just like hucking the statue out of the ground and using it like, like a bludgeon? Or are you like tearing a piece of it off? Oh, I'm using the entire thing as a bludgeon. Yeah. Fantastic. So what is your role? Okay, so I definitely engaged in a china shop before this. Just Of course, so obviously. Why not? Of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I rolled a seven. Plus my three danger does bring that up to a ten. Nice. And I assume you're not afraid. No. I don't think Jackie has been afraid once. (laughs) (laughs) Bear don't get afraid. You get afraid of bear. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So with that, you're going to cause some extra, some extreme collateral damage. And uh, what? And I feel like that's three things off the list as well, if I understand. Yes, it should be three things off the list. What are you picking? Okay, I'm going to impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition, create an opportunity for my allies, so specifically for Darren to slip into the building, and I'm going to resist or avoid their blows for the moment. For the first time in the history of this podcast. It had to happen eventually. (laughs) Just about, yeah. (laughs) So we get the panel where Jackie, uh, in the Axiom mech, fucking amazing, uh, just rushes through that hole that Cole has made, grabs this bronze statue of Fred- of, uh, of Balthazar and Furnace, rips it out of the ground, and hits Patalis like full center mass with the the concrete like nub that has come up with it. Patalis uh, flies back and breaks open like the doors, so you've got this big hole into the front of the building, Darren. That's an excellent entrance for you, and from within. We can see, like, these two glowing golden points of Patalis's eyes that look somewhere between startled and enraged. And the other, like, half a dozen or so demons that were kind of standing guard outside are just, like, in awe that this just happened. Just shocked, not moving. Everything is still for just a second. Uh, and then we get the charge through the portal. The full-on charge. And before we resolve the full-on charge... I want to get back upstairs for a sec. Piro has uh, given Ruby a void chime. Ruby has ran off. Piro's clone is sort of chilling out, just idly idle animationing with a with a clone void chime. 
Pyrrho has headed off behind a pillar, and we'll check in with them in just a sec. But at this point, Patalus, up here in this long hallway, turns from the Balthazar bronze statue, which has just been made of Balthazar, and turns back to you with this broad smile. Now, we were discussing your service to my lord Prospero Gaunt. Yeah, yeah, we were discussing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Then there is only the matter of a proper contract. Our terms are quite simple, and on these we will not budge. We require legitimate claim to your, let's call it home. And in return, in what could we interest you? Power? Wealth? Immortality? Mm. All of the above. All of the above. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think all of those sound really great. Uh, and a, and a, obviously a high position in uh, whatever new uh, empire is uh, about to be created. Ah, the standard Balthazar Infernus contract, then. Yeah, that one. And Patalus, draped in these, like, flowy gold cloth robes, reaches into one sleeve and pulls out a pen. One of his hands elongates and the fingers fuse together into this broad sheaf of gold paper. And words begin to etch themselves into his now palm pad. I hate you. And he extends the pen over to you. Simple enough. I'm really not used to signing things without my lawyers reading over it first. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to take some time on this one. And how much time would you consider amenable? I, I mean, I, I honestly, I'm a slow reader. I'm going to need at least like an hour to read this over. Patalus kind of like looks over your shoulder at the, you know, gargantuan <laughs> form on that gargantuan throne that you can only see up to like the waist of. And then looks back to you. I believe Lord Gaunt is eager to complete this transaction. We will give you ten minutes. That sounds perfect. Okay, cool. Can, can I have that in, like, written? I, I, are you just going to hold your hand up while I read it? Patalus reaches over and pinches his wrist, and the entire sheaf comes off and just hands it to you. And another hand, like, grows slowly, but pretty definedly into another hand. I very gingerly take it. Oh, Ooh, gross. Th- thanks. I'll, um, I'll get right on, yeah, I'll, I'll get right on reading this. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get back down uh, to the Infernus Tower and the charge towards the tower itself. Uh, so, Darren. Yes. You just saw uh, your friend Jackie uh, get an Axiom mech and go to fucking town. <laughs> You've got an, uh, a big hole uh, in, in, in where the front doorway area of the Infernus Tower is. Mm-hmm. Your allies are now charging through this uh, hole in the wall of fire that Cole is holding open. Mm-hmm. The Dakota kids are quickly shifting into big humanoid uh, dino shapes. They, uh, unlike their dad, don't have to shift into a full-on dinosaur. Oh, they're such good eggs. Yeah, they are. They get cool, like, big hybrid forms. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not quite as big, but still pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Kobe cats are getting in and mixing it up with surprising efficiency. And the question here is, what are you doing? What are the panels we get at Darren? Can I do something purely for cool factor just for me? Absolutely. Okay. So has anyone here been familiar with Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender? Hell yes. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Not controversial. Loki, best character and most powerful bender in the whole damn show. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even think that's not that's not that's a hot topic. That's just true. That's, oh, excuse yeah. me. Just Everyone agrees that. with you. It is Katara has a lot of fans around her, and that is fine. Everyone agrees with you, Nan. Okay, top Loki the best <laughs> character. Um there's not a, even Loki, just just legit. There's a scene where she earthbends herself surfing a wave that pushes her forward, that pushes enemies away and cuts through mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I would like to do that. With what? Because we are in a courtyard, and there's grass. There it is. (laughs) Anywhere there's a plant, I can manipulate it. So I want to use the roots and, like, the plant life underneath my feet to, like, rush me through and ride it like a wave. And as I go through the fire, it pushes away the 
demons that are like in my way and then when i get into the entry when i hopefully without impediment get through the doors which i jeremy don't make that face when i successfully without any injury get to the door and into the hallway which there's a staircase where that like goes up through the infernus tower correct yeah but if i recall they're actually in the basement they are and we can assume that at some point this has been related but before we get to the tower, I do need you to unleash your powers. Okie dokie. And that is, uh... That is Freak. Freak. Okay. I have an 11, and I don't have any conditions marked. Nice. No editorializing. You have a big grass wave that sweeps you through the courtyard yes. and up to the Infernus Tower itself. Mm-hmm. Looks rad. Thanks. Sick even. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing cool shit, and I'm just riding my grass yeah. wave, and that's rad. Thank oh, it's, you. It's, it's awesome. Thanks. So, 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 yeah, it sweeps you straight into the tower itself, and once once you get inside, you realize a couple of things are different. Because have you ever been here? Um, was weren't we in here yes. when we were trying to break the families? Yes. Yeah, you've been. Yes, in here. I've yeah, been, been to in okay. certain portions. This is not your granddaddy's infernus tower anymore. Hmm. All around you, the floor is made of inlaid coins. Uh, And as they move upwards, uh, the coins give way to gold bars, bricks, gems, just riches of all kinds. This entire tower is made of money now. And you don't see any living human beings here. You do see where there was a reception desk, kind of, uh, you know, standard. There is still that desk, and behind it is a sunflower. Just a big-ass sunflower, probably, like, six feet tall. Can I manipulate said sunflower, or is this sunflower actually a demon? No, it's a, it's a real... It's okay, a real I had to make sure, because you described a demon as having, like, a sunflower-type feature, and mm-hmm. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. It is representative of him, but it is still a sunflower. Yes. And it is it is basically where the human receptionist would have been. Okay. The people got turned into flowers. Oh, that's sad. Why'd you have to say that? No, because it was what? right. That's what he was implying. Is, I just wanted it to is, make it clear. It is, it is the heavy implication. Wherever <laughs> oh, there would have been a person, there okay. is like a six foot tall sunflower. I'm not manipulating a sunflower that used to be a person. I'm so sorry. That okay. Is, that breaks my personal rules of interacting with living beings okay that is um, fine knowing that this was probably a person i am not going to manipulate the flower instead i'm going to carefully move it in its pot and put it like on the ground carefully yeah no no i I will say this there's no pot it's growing out of the floor okay i'm gonna leave it there okay um can i look in the directory (laughs) to see I will give you this again. At some point, I, I, I'm I'm willing to hand wave that you are aware that Eric is has gone downstairs. At some point, you and William were together. There's a safe room in the bottom of. I know vaguely it's in it's down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're going down. Okay. So yeah. I'm. Okay. So the ground is entirely made out of. Is the coin like shifting and moving or anything like that? Like, are there still like elevators or stairs? There, there are still, like, pathways that roughly uh, kind of map to the ones that you are familiar with. Um, everything, as mentioned, is now made of coin itself. Okay. And they don't seem to be, like, attached anyhow, but they're also not moving. They're just, like, interlocked very, very tightly, like cobblestones. Okay. I am... Okay, I have an idea, but it might be body horror, and I don't want to do that if that makes people uncomfortable. I, I, I'm cool with it. Okay. I am going to take one of the tendrils of my hair, cut it off, and drop it, and then make it grow. And as it grows down, it cuts through the the um, coins, and like the root system like pushes it out and out of the way, and I can fly down. Nice. I like this. Uh, so for this, we are going to do one more Unleash Your Powers. Okay, and this is again is Freak, which is freak. two, and I have no conditions marked. That is a 12. Nice. So these are the panels that I want to kind of end with. We see Darren descending into the bowels of the Infernus Tower. And far, far below, we see that 
eventually this encroachment like this change does start to slow and eventually stop right before you get to a hardened safe room so it's probably just a matter of minutes before it you know reaches down this far but outside that safe room is where we're going to end on darren up top we get a couple of panels of the reinforcements handling this small demonic guard force definitely very tied up mostly doing okay obviously still very engaged though and jackie the big like eight foot tall sunflower demon that you you know knocked through a wall is very quickly upon you and grabs your mech and where he grabs you can see like little bits of bronze starting to extend outwards from his fingers and Piro. What are you doing right now? Okay, so I guess since Ruby uh, left, I have to spend that last burn to animate that guy to to do the thing, to flick the guy, to do the, to you got it, we got it. <laughs> you're you're animating your clone. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I think I have to check my, my wrist. I have, I have to go, oh goodness, look at my wrist and um, see if it's time to strike the thing, like William said. We get a little timer that pops up in the corner of the page when you do that, that is now counting down from five minutes. And with that, we'll see you next issue. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of swiftly shortening timelines, flowers that were once people, and bear mechs. You have ten minutes to buy it before my overlord Gaunt claims this chaotic domain. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. William and Furness is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at Nanjitsu. Slugbug is played by Cassidy. You can find her on Twitter at MadLobotmust. Flicker is played by Charlie. You can find Sir on Twitter at Magical underscore Pride. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us wherever fine podcasts are sold, and if you fancy leaving us a five-star rating on your podcatcher of choice, we would greatly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.